0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Serving Aces. I'm Alexander Stevenson, and I'm here with my co-host, Oog Leverie. a.k.a. Oogie. Welcome, Oogie.
1: Hey, welcome, Alexandra. Thank you so much. It's great to be here.
0: It's great to be here. We're back on our Sunday night of podcasting. It is still Australian Open. we are still got it going on. It's day nine. But I just have to say, we just watched Kansas City Chiefs beat the Bills.
1: Huge, huge Big game. football game, huh? Wow. Amazing. Friends were texting me during the game towards the end as well. Really close game. The Chiefs went through. Pat Mahomes, like we talked about a podcast a couple days ago, Super leader with, with DJ Madlings. You know, we talked about that. So super leader, and uh, that's that's the quality right there. So he's getting his team through final next week for uh, the conference. So it's going to be a super exciting game to see them battle the Ravens. Kind yeah,
0: my my homes played a solid clean game on the road, very impressive. They came together as a team and they won. But I have to get into it because you know, Ugie, the fashion hasn't been that exciting at the Australian Open. I always like to talk about fashion and nope. I haven't brought brought it up in any podcast because I'm just not feeling it, right? Right. Yeah, not,
1: it's, it's nothing nothing like big okay. there. Huh? Like,
0: Andreva's little yellow outfit was cute. Mm -hmm. Coco Goff's yellow outfit is cool. Little crop top skirt. Nothing exciting to write home about. However, Ms. Taylor Swift is changing the look of going to a Kansas City Chiefs football game every time she shows up, Oogie.
1: What did she wear tonight? I mean...
0: All right, so... I gotta, I gotta give you the whole information on this outfit. All right, so she picked this retro styled varsity jacket from mm-hmm. this label called Gant, G-A-N-T. It's like kind of off book and it's cool because Travis Kelsey dresses. He actually has a little more fashion than Taylor Swift. Yeah. Taylor Swift like you know, she has good fashion, but she's not avant garde. Yeah, yeah. Kelsey kind of goes for the offbeat labels. Well, I think he's rubbing off on her because she picked this company that she's worn a couple of times, but it's by this um, artist who's a musician and an artist named Kylo Kish. And it's called the Blank Canvas Project Collaboration with Gant, the designer. Mm. And she did this varsity style jacket and her inspiration was varsity style sports. She grew up in Florida and I um she she looked to Ivy Leagues for inspiration, you know, mm-hmm. when varsity jackets were in style. When I was in high school I I couldn't wait to get my varsity jacket. Did you guys have those in Canada?
1: Uh in English Canada yes, but in here in Quebec in French poor French portion of Canada, we don't really actually have that. But uh, oh, and, in in university, we do, but in high yeah. school, we don't because there's less school. Yeah.
0: Okay, but, less but like Toronto and Vancouver, oh, yeah. they had it.
1: It's huge. And okay. in university, we have it as well. You know, we have the colors of the university, the, the sport, colors. it's written on it. Uh, I coached a, a university team, so I had Laverdier in my back oh, with okay. the, so the, the falcon exactly. on the heart. And we yep. won actually, so it was super huge big thing. Oh, I love it.
0: I love it I well, awesome. my I my La Jolla Country Day varsity jacket. nice Go Tory blue and all my all my patches. Well, anyway, Taylor Swift showed up today in this it's like this cream colored varsity jacket with two stars on it. and the back says somewhere in the USA. It is so cool. And the week before that, she wore this coat by this puffer. Customized with Travis Kelsey's number on it, number 87, mm-hmm. and it was by an NFL's um, 49ers wife, Kristen mm-hmm. Jerstack. Jer- I'm gonna say it wrong. Anyway, she designed it, and Brittany Mahomes and Taylor Swift both wore the jackets. So, see, Taylor Swift is even working with other teams to get fashion going. That's so important. I just, I just think it's so fun that she's bringing a fun look because when you go to an American football game as a girl or a woman, Mm -hmm. you dress like, okay, cool jeans, cool sweater, maybe a hat and a scarf. Like You want to look cool. I remember when I went, I always wanted to look cool. So Taylor Swift is bringing the cool look into football.
1: There you go. She's blending in perfectly.
0: Yeah, I love it. Now on the tennis side, the outfits aren't so cool, but I have to say the wags you do you do know what wags are, right? Yeah. OK, so the wags of tennis, it's a football term in England. Um, Victoria Beckham is probably the most famous wag, right? When she was dating David Beckham. Yeah. So the wags of uh, tennis right now are Frances Tiafoe's girlfriend mm-hmm. and Taylor Fritz's girlfriend, and they're yeah. both Instagram influencers. Officer. And I have to say, Morgan taylor fritz's girlfriend they bring their looks i mean they go full out mm-hmm. i've been i've been following it and ian is francis Tiafo's girlfriend and it's she's so funny she played um in challengers i actually played her one time and francis was watching oh wow <laughs> she, she was a good player i mean she wasn't anything amazing and she knew her lane. like she went to play college and then went right on the tour with Francis and was like, I'm gonna be a fashion influencer and make more than trying to play on the WTA tour. Smart you, move, Ian.
1: There you have but it. And she's, how she's
0: gorgeous.
1: How was your match with her?
0: Oh, I think I beat her like 0 and 1. And it there was in go. Grand B it was in Granby, Canada.
1: Oh close by. A couple hours yeah, away. But
0: just, lovely girl. I like her a lot.
1: Yeah, she Those looks great.
0: two ladies bring their fashion and it's impressive because going to a tennis tournament to bring that kind of look every single day and sitting in the box and like full hair and makeup. I mean, when I commentate for ESPN, I have makeup people. But they're doing it themselves in their hotel room, so you got to give them full props. So they're winning the fashion game for me at the Australian Open. Morgan and Ian even though Francis is now out, so it's just Morgan. Yeah, Morgan look at actually. Her the
1: she was wearing a super nice red dress yesterday yes. when Taylor won, and yes. she actually challenged him to a Vegemite like full scoop, you know? She, because well, if he wins like that challenge, and then on the on yeah. in the after match, like the the interview, he had to do it.
0: Yeah, it was so, so funny. funny. But he said he wasn't going to do it. So she said, she said, if you win your match, I'll eat a whole jar of Vegemite. Oh. And then the guy was like, okay, Taylor, are you gonna help her out, and he was like, no, absolutely not. So. <laughs> look on instagram live maybe she'll do that challenge coming up
1: you you've ever tried that the vegemite
0: yes of course i love australia i love all their food vegemite is not my favorite but if look you got to do it right you got to toast the bread okay. you got to put some butter and then you put a thin layer of vegemite the thing with americans is that we make the mistake of coming over and they just like slather it on like jam. Mm. No, 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 no. You can't do that with Vegemite. You <laughs> got to do a thin layer and then it's like an acquired taste. And you could get used to it.
1: And and for our listeners, what is exactly Vegemite? I mean, because we've seen it at the so, Aussie Open. But what is it? Yeah,
0: it, it has yeast in it. And I think it has wheat. So I really can't eat it anymore because I'm gluten-free. Yeah. But it's like salt, yeast, wheat and like minerals and it's it's the equivalent of marmite in england so Hmm. marmite and vegemite are very similar and they made them back in the old days for nutritional elements for people Hmm. that couldn't afford a lot of food and then it's like it's just like a national thing just like marmite is in england Mm -hmm. fun fun facts there oogie huh
1: there you go. That's awesome. Thank you. I love like yeah, that information so, right there.
0: There you go. Taylor Swift is winning the fashion of the moment with her sporty outfits. And then I got to give it to Morgan. Uh, everybody else on the court, yeah, the, it's okay. Nobody's really standing out to me. Yeah. So, well,
1: maybe Sabalenko's dress and the shoes. I kind of like that. The red, you know, it's like,
0: yeah, it's it all right. Bit. Yeah. It's all right. But yeah. compared
1: to the other ones, which is like sort of fade a little bit, then I like that.
0: Yeah, I mean, usually in Australia, you think Australian summer it's going to be fun. You're going to see some cool outfits. Yeah. I'm going to give it like a B-minus this year.
1: Okay. But you're right because I think they've got two things. They've got Australian Open and the U.S. Open. I think those two periods, those two big tournaments, if you have, a you know, Lacoste, like Nike, Adidas, and yeah. all these big companies, I think they sort of – thrive through those two things because they're apart six months and they kind of have those, those collections going on. You have the Aussie Open collection and you have the mm-hmm. U.S. Open collection, but you're right. Something is, is not fully out there, you know, and Francis yeah. TFO was like more of, you know, Australian colors a little bit, sort of the, the yellow and green a little bit, but those colors, they're great. Well, but-
0: and, and- and compared to last year's outfit where he made a huge splash this mm. year's was totally muted so maybe that's why he went that route but he needs to step up his outfit game yep yeah. bring bring something fun like he did last year so hopefully nike will be listening and then you always have the beautiful wimbledon whites right yeah,
1: yeah that's, that's it always
0: maybe. that always looks good but yeah you're right australian open usually it's some fun stuff and then us open because it's new york new york fashion week you get you get a little more fashion going on
1: exactly so yeah all right Ugi. we see so, that yeah
0: off off of the fashion notes let's get mm-hmm. into some tennis it's day nine we've got players in the quarterfinals already and we've got players finishing up their fourth rounds all right so let's review a little bit i just watched diana Yastremska take out azarenka 7664 she's the qualifier so this is her third going into her third week very impressive i know how that feels going into a third week her interview she actually casey del aqua came out and interviewed her and she's like well i'm a little tired so tomorrow i think i'm gonna rest and not play tennis i was like smart decision (laughs) go to the beach
1: enjoy something Yeah, yeah you're for sure
0: to get a massage, like, chill out. You don't, you played enough tennis and she's got a tough one coming up. So she's got to be ready for that. But oh, yeah. the way she's been handling the whole draw look, she took off Rondrusova in the first round mm-hmm. and the Wimbledon champion from last year. And you could see right away her power and her game was coming together. I've always liked her. I hit with her a couple years ago while back in france i played this tournament in a small city in france Mm -hmm. and we were practicing together and and it was so funny my mom was there and she we'd just flown in and she needed tea desperately and she didn't have any euros because we hadn't gotten our money for Mm. euros yet and they didn't it was a small club and they didn't take credit cards and so diana's mom she didn't even know my mom was my mom. She just walked over and she was like, oh, here you go. And she gave her some euros like the nicest lady. Wow. And so that's how I first met her mom, who's in the box. And she's just are they're, they're both very nice. And I know they've had their struggles. I'm not going to go into it because all kudos to her to get through qualifying into the quarterfinals. Of the Australian Open mm-hmm. Her past doesn't need to be mentioned. She served her time and what she's gone through with Ukraine. And just the last couple of years, it's been really tough on her. So it's Mm -hmm. nice to see her happy and playing great tennis.
1: Great. I mean, she's in quarterfinals. She's going to face Noskova, who took out Shviantec. So Mm -hmm. great, you know, great timing for her. You know, she's playing great right now. She's facing somebody who's not seated. So yeah, she could have, you know, real chance to go through her semis. You know, if Noskova is feeling the moment is big, Maybe she's not playing as well as she did against Svjantek. So maybe great things for her to come in, you know, to get to the semis.
0: It's going to be an interesting lineup because uh, Iga Svantek said against Noskova, she felt her serve was as big as Rybakina's and Sabalenka's.
1: Wow. That's that's a big statement right there. I mean, those two women are the biggest servers right now on tour.
0: On tour, yeah. And Noskova, she's 19. She's Czech. She's strong. She's 5'10, so she has a big serve. She has a great backhand down the line and mm-hmm. she she just kind of put Iga on her back foot the se- second and third sets. You could see it and she really bothered her and mm-hmm. we know when Iga plays if she's on her back foot and she can't get back into the point, she gets real flustered and upset.
1: That's right. She does. So, yeah, yeah, all props to her, you know. She was very aggressive in her match and she deserved that win, so it's good news
0: yeah so those two ladies are in the quarterfinals uh let's go in a little bit coco goff just bree- easy breezy getting yeah. through to the quarters no fuss real, no muss right
1: really easy match for her so i mean she's cruising she's you know, nothing there but you know against freck who's you know from austria had big moments big win before but then that moment she wasn't ready and one and two really easy yeah, win for Goff and, and, and that's good for yeah, her she,
0: and Freck didn't really have anything to hurt Coco with. Uh, exactly. Sabalenka playing Anna Anasimova.
1: Mm-hmm. Same thing there. Again, Three and two. yeah. Who wins? Amanda
0: nope. didn't have anything to hurt Sabalenka. Sabalenka just does everything better. Kind of similar version of playings, but Sabalenka is obviously serves better, moves better, hits better, as, has a little more variety at times, and easy two sets. Mm-hmm. So, exactly. look. Look, I've got one pick plus golf on the outside. Those are my two picks left. It's so funny, Oogie, when you make your picks in the beginning of the tournament, it can either go really well or you're like, what happened? And in Australia, you always know. You're probably not going to make the right picks. Mm-hmm. You might, but there's going to be a lot of upsets because it's the beginning of the year.
1: Exactly. It's It's been a full month of people either chilling or training hard and then there's no tournaments so it really has a new season so people do not understand that it really is a new season so it's like beginning of the the nba season or the nfl or the nhl it's the beginning of the season so you can't expect everybody who's seated to play their best and win so there's going to be upsets all over the place Mm -hmm. and whoever goes through then you know that's what happens so yeah and
0: it's I agree. It's also who can weather the environment. And a lot of um, players have been having this gastrointestinal gastrointestinal illness going mm-hmm. through. Carlos Alcarez isn't, hasn't been feeling his best. Novak Djokovic said he wasn't feeling his best. Pagula yep. went down. So maybe a lot of the players at the United Cup, even Svantec said she didn't really feel right. So maybe the United Cup was a super spreader of something. It you could never happen, know. Right?
1: You never know. And then you've got, you know, you got Sinner out of nowhere, cruising, winning his matches. Yep. He was in Italy training, obviously somewhere else than we've seen because we talked about it. He was, he didn't play any events yeah, before. Yeah, we were like, was where was Sinner?
0: Exactly. He, he just comes in, guns a-blazing, right?
1: Virus-free. There we go. He's a coming in. and free. He's just winning easily. He's One against yeah, catching so. off today. Three sets, you know. Yeah. Straight sets win against a huge opponent. So... He's feeling it, and it was my pick before the tournament, so I kind of
0: like that. I know. Oogie. I was going to say your pick on the men's side. It's a good pick because I watched that match. Hatchinoff, big hitter, right? Yeah. Sinner just kind of took him out. Every chance when Hatchinoff needed to hold his serve at, like, five all or a, or a moment,
1: mm-hmm. Sinner
0: just dismantled him. So his movement, his defensive skills, his mixing it up with the drop shot, and then both sides. The forehand we know is a weapon, but that backhand is now becoming a weapon as well. And the serve change—he's—he's mm. he's looking pretty good, Oogie.
1: I like that. I like the change because even though you're you're great, you're top five in the world, you still need to improve. That's what of Nadal course. did. That's what. Djokovic has changed his game a little bit, and all these guys—they're making changes to make sure that they want to stay on top and you know stay there and separate themselves from you know the two, top tw- the, the last twenty people and thirty people behind them. Yep. Um, So I like that Sinner, you know, a little couple of changes there makes him yeah, better.
0: Yeah. So Sinner's got a Sinner's got a good one. He's got Rublev next, who took out 6 six zero in the fifth set. Oh, I yeah. know there were some grumblings with Demonor's team and fans. Rublev went and took a bathroom break had something, had a drink, and then came out, like, super energetic. Yeah, he had,
1: like, super Gatorade and super. What's going on there? I
0: guess. It kind of reminds me. Remember when Djokovic at the U.S. Open went, took a bathroom break, and then all of a sudden came out, like, amazing?
1: You're right. Exactly what happened.
0: Sometimes you just need a bathroom break.
1: Hmm. What happened? Is there any cameras in there so we can see what happened? Did he took a shower real quick? You know, just put yeah, some ice in his out. head or something.
0: Yeah, or maybe just whatever concoction he has, he drank it all and then came out and was ready to go.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. So
0: another guy hitting clean through the ball, playing big tennis, Rublev. So Sinner Rublev, I'm going to give the edge to Sinner, but Rublev could, you know, make life tough for you. Yeah, you're
1: right. Maybe maybe Rublev did like a little, he pulled out a, a Manarino. Like uh, Manarino said that, you know, in between, Matt. You know, when he's done, he big win, and to settle his body down, he just takes a couple of shots of tequila.
0: That's <laughs> yeah, what he, he said. Yeah, some tequila. That's so funny.
1: I mean, in between, you can't do that in between, when you're about to step on the court again. But that's what Manerina said. You know, he just takes a couple of shots, real smooth, yeah. smooths his body down, chill out. So and it's there's is, no this calories
0: in tequila, right? That's what Hollywood drinks now because it's not, it doesn't make you fat there you
1: go so he's got he's but got drink that of recipe choice,
0: tequila <laughs> all right cool, speaking right? of mr manorino double bagel
1: oh how tough was that on the you know everybody i mean you know it was so it was so um so upsetting to see that i mean 606063 uh yeah. almost you know he avoided a triple bagel which never happened it would have been yeah. like once in a lifetime but uh um,
0: And Djokovic even said, like, the tension that was building up, he needed to release it. So he was like, I'm just going to lose a game. And it's so funny because on the men's side, three out of five sets, right? That's kind of maybe you think, "Okay, I can lose a game here or there. On the women's side, two out of three. There's no way a woman is going to be like, oh, I need to get rid of this game.
1: There's no room. Absolutely
0: no chance
1: yeah for sure it's Isn't totally different funny? mindset the, yeah. yeah
0: totally different mindset on the women's i don't know one woman that would be up like six o, five o, or four o, and be like oh i need to ease this tension let me give her a game
1: for sure you guys want to win like oh and oh uh, and yeah. get out of there for and sure the
0: and Djokovic is like oh i just needed to release it because he was so aware of the crowd and like he needed the pressure to pop
1: it's a, and so, it's so he, funny he was
0: okay with losing a couple games
1: it's hilarious. I mean, come on. He's like, was he friends with him or what's going on there?
0: It's just a different mindset, right?
1: Yeah, you're right.
0: Isn't that hilarious to think about?
1: Like, like, this is this ain't this ain't right. I can't win o and 0 Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, not on the women's side, Novak. That's not happening. That's right. So Man Arena, look, we watched him play Shelton and give Shelton so much trouble. And we know lefty mm-hmm. to lefty is tough. But it really shows you that Ben Shelton is still developing and figuring out the game style and it's not always 100%. And then it shows you the difference of where Novak Djokovic is in his game and obviously the age and the maturity and just everything he's worked on throughout the years to be able to just manhandle Manorino.
1: I mean, I watched that game and let me tell you something. I think the big difference is that Djokovic is not afraid just to rally with him make him come in, make him attack. He's defending, no problem. And then suddenly, boom, he's just put a big forehand in there. And, you know, it was different. Shelton was like, okay, I'm trying to attack. I'm trying to attack. I'm trying to attack. No, you can't do that against Manorino because he's just, he notices it and he's going to do the same thing that Djokovic did to him. He's going to stand back a little bit more, get those ball back, make you hit a couple mistakes. So, it's a different way of uh, of playing so maybe um, Shelton has to work on that you know he, he can't just impose his game all the time maybe sometimes he has to go okay maybe I can't impose my game as much I'm just gonna deal with that rally more play a little defense a little bit and, and, and win a little bit easier I think that's exactly that's the exactly
0: difference. and it also what, what we talked about with DJ Madlings handling your emotions right mm-hmm. Djokovic is a master at handling his emotions and the He's ups amazing. and downs. And and that's something I had to learn. And I wish I could have had more years on tour because I would have just gotten better and better at it. But when you're in your 19, 20, 21, those handling of emotions, it can be a total game changer in how you get your body temperature up or down or how you manage that and how do you keep that high level going. And Djokovic has found the whatever formula it is he's found it he can get up he can go neutral and ben needs to find that so lots of stuff for ben to work on but that it was an interesting contrast to watch Manarina play shelton and then djokovic play manorino
1: i I mean you're totally right You, you hit the bullseye right there with with all your great comments right there it's managing the moments managing the energy in your your thoughts and your feelings and what you're going through a match It's so important to do it, but it takes experience, you know, to just be able to manage that better and better and against the opponent, you know, manage that as well. So you got all sorts of of chemistry going through a match. you got yourself, the opponent, the both of them together and the flow of the match as well. You're winning, you're losing, what's going on tactically. So all that together it's super interesting to see every match because it's always new every and yeah and you, you exactly. play the same two people that the very next day could be a totally different match because the first the beginning of the match is going to be different somebody's going to take the lead maybe not the same person and mm-hmm. that's the flow of the match is going to be different so that's why we we love watching live tennis because you never know what's going to happen
0: yeah and nobody is going to be handed it right and another thing another player that needs to handle her emotions better Andreva right Oof. Mandy Murray tweeted out like maybe a temper's good I agree with Andy Murray you know let it out but then you got to figure out how to get it back Andreva did that when she was down 5-1 in that match against Paris mm-hmm. but then against Krychikova she came up with a more experienced player a bigger serve she's won a major she won yep. the French she's won multiple majors and doubles so you I watched that and Kratikova kind of always looks like she might be out of it. <laughs> right. Yeah,
1: but but she's not and because like, mentally she want yes. she's always there but she yeah, kind of Yeah, she's always sometimes there. I mean, looks lots like of it.
0: unforced errors. Sometimes she makes these shots and I'm like, "Why are you making?" Like she misses these volleys and I'm like, "What the heck?" You're but right. then she pulls it together with her serve. And just kind of her defensive offensive plays mm-hmm. And in the end, Andreva got upset and didn't really recover in that second and third and krychikova kind of took over with her serve and and controlling the center of the court. So again, Andreva, great player to watch. It's gonna be fun to see the next four years how she starts handling those emotions better.
1: exactly. all experience to me that match. All experience, the difference, definitely experienced there. And uh, what what exactly did Murray tweet? What did he say?
0: I think one of the commentators was talking about her behavior and Mm. I don't know who it was. And he, he was like, she shouldn't be getting mad at herself. And Andy Murray's like, have you ever thought that maybe getting mad at yourself helps? And That's a good he was point. like going after them. And, uh, and I guess somebody told Andreva and she was like so excited. And he, he did have a point because we know Andy Murray. Andy oh, yeah. Murray's can be yelling at his box and then winning the fifth set, right? Screaming he, all the
1: time. He He's screaming knows all the time. how to
0: handle it and, yeah. uh, and temper it. Andreva hasn't figured that out yet. I feel like when she gets mad, it gets yeah. worse. And then mm-hmm. then she comes back and then she gets better so she's just got to find the right formula for her and every player is individual and different
1: that's exactly true and you're that you said it you have to know yourself to know exactly in every situation your reaction because let's let's face it sometimes when you're losing um okay let's say you you lose and you keep going the same emotions
0: You have to do something about it because you have to mix things up, you have to shake it up,
1: you know and you're not gonna break a racket or scream, and sometimes just come on, just you know a little bit yelling and and then suddenly whoop, you're back in it and so I agree with that totally Andy Murray, and he's got so much experience, and that's the way that you know you have to deal with pressure. it has to come out somehow, but it has to come out has to come out like not breaking a racket or not getting warnings yeah, the from the right umpire way, right
0: the, the right, right way, way. exactly Try to figure it out. Yeah. All right, so one more match we're going to go over. The Taylor Fritz-Sitsipas match. Okay. Now, we know Taylor Fritz won Indian Wells a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. Last year wasn't so great, and he's never beaten a top 10 player in a Grand Slam. So this was a big win for him. Now, Sitsipas, we also know has had his ups and downs, but he was starting to play better. And it was a battle, the first two sets. 7 6 and then 7 5 sits the pass, and then Fritz just ran away with it. His defense has gotten much better, and I have to give it to Michael Russell because Michael Russell was like king of defense. And oh my fitness. gosh, I,
1: I've played him in doubles and I mean in singles, I saw him as well in the same draws, and yeah. he was a bull. He was oh, just yeah. really tough right? to play. Just grinding everything, big calves, big muscle, just he was out grinding you all the time.
0: Yeah, and some of the shots, I was like watching Taylor Fritz. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're like 6'4", and you're running down these shots that you didn't do before. I've never seen him run this well, actually, and his legs look bigger. He Mm. looks fitter, and you got to be like, Michael Russell is working. That formula of his team is working right now.
1: That's great stuff because that's what he needed as well. Because we always felt like you know he, Fritz is sort of a fragile player. You know, physically he was yeah, yeah. he was able to play well, great ground very
0: strokes.
1: Exactly, very talented. But at the same time, when it's it comes down to it in a very grinding match, you yes. know that maybe mentally or physically it could break away. down. You know, yeah. exactly. So yeah, really nice you, to see.
0: So I was uh, Eric Riley actually called me today and he was go, he was talking about the Fritz match and he's like. I was sitting at Wimbledon last year and watching him, and his cross-court backhand is just brilliant. And he said, but the difference that I saw against Tsitsipas, and I was like, the down-the-line backhand. He's like, yes, because <laughs> what Taylor did, he just dismantled him with his down-the-line backhand. And Tsitsipas, third third and fourth set, really didn't know what to – he was, like, coming in, and it just wasn't working – and the pop on his ball wasn't it didn't affect Taylor as much mm-hmm. like Taylor had more raw power than Sitsipas, and then Sitsipas coming in the net he like needs to figure out how to get in better if he's going to come in the last point Oogie Sitsipas ran in and waved his hands up and then Taylor hit a winner and it was so funny because McEnroe was like, "Is that legal?" <laughs> okay, he I don't would know. just he would
1: just like hit a volley and then sort of
0: yeah, yeah. He was to... like trying to make Taylor myth, and I don't even know if that's legal.
1: I think I it guess. is legal, but it it is it is it's not like sportsmanship. That's not yeah, that's not correct. Yeah. But I think it's legal because he didn't say <laughs> anything. But you can move. Yes, but yeah.
0: It, but it was just that's just it's a possible it's weird. Move, I have to say, <laughs> it, <laughs> it is. Was so funny. But
1: Eric was right. I mean. It's good that uh, he called you up because he's right. I mean, the down the line, back end, in, in today's game, for especially for women, uh, for men's because they, they go around their back end a lot. They run yeah. around, hit forehands. Uh-huh. So you need that down the line back end because yep. if you run around too much, then you get punished. Boom, down the line. Yep,
0: yep. yep. And uh, Fritz was all over that. So fun match everybody needs to check it out Djokovic Fritz I hope it's a fun match I hope Taylor brings the game he brought against Tsitsipas it's going to be a lot more difficult obviously Mm -hmm. but I I think Taylor he's going to play to win he has nothing to lose right quarterfinals of a grand slam finally beat a top 10 player he's Mm got to bring his stuff against Novak I'm still picking Novak but maybe like Novak in four
1: exactly what i was gonna say no back in yeah, four no back and definitely four. but you know if he if he runs down all those balls and he gets into those rallies and suddenly he goes yeah, he can down get the no line
0: back upset yeah
1: for sure for sure and you never know because in grand slams yeah hey you have to win so many matches in a row play great suddenly there's always that that performance that match in a grand slam that you yeah. kind of go down just a little bit so you know djokovic has been so hot recently the last match so maybe the next one is going to be not as hot so yeah, it's a good you, thing you for know. Fritz. So, I think it's a good timing for him.
0: Yeah, it's a good match to watch beginning of the year, although Novak is undefeated undefeated in Australia for so many weeks yeah. and years and matches. For a decade. But hey, <laughs> yeah. Fritz has nothing to lose. All right, exactly. we gotta talk a little bit about Mr. Carlitos. Alcaraz, he's been sneaking through. I know he hasn't been feeling his best, but he's been making his way through. He mm-hmm. plays Ketzmanovich, interesting player.
1: Yep. Thoughts,
0: Boogie? Good,
1: good match there. I mean, um Carlitos will probably win three sets because yeah, Kikmanovic had a great match the last one, but yeah, I mean against Carlitos I think it's gonna be different uh, different one and, and Carlos is gonna feel like okay, this, this this match I'm gonna step it up a little bit more. You know, you've got cruising through those first rounds, okay Time matches. To step it up. I think he's going to step it up, because second week, you want to step it up to make sure that you're really fit and ready mentally for those big matches coming up. So, yeah, I think he's going to win in three, and uh, we're going to see the big Carlitos coming up. It's going to be be awesome.
0: Look, right now, we've got Medvedev playing Borges, a former Mm -hmm. Mississippi State player. I know you've played Mississippi State. Louisiana played them.
1: Yeah, we played them, and they've always been, like, so talented. That, That university has been, like, they always draft, like, French people and... Europeans and really good players super talented and uh, yeah it's going to be gonna be, uh, it's gonna be a grind because they've always so talented so yeah Borges is really nice but yeah we see the other players yeah, go I through. Mean,
0: he's already lost the first set so I'm going to give it to Medvedev but hey it's the first time a Portuguese player has gotten to the fourth round of Australian Open. Yep. Um, I'm pretty sure on that on the men's side so Borges he came up through the challengers he's built up now he's top 100. Might be going into top sixty, so good mm-hmm. on him, really well done. Yeah. And then we've got Zverev and Nori coming up.
1: Oh, that's going to be a good match. So yeah, we'll see about that. Nori had a big win last one, uh, but yeah, yes, he's very, very going going through. You've got Kazo against her cash right now going on. It's four all first set. Uh, yeah, 40-15. the French wild card. Yeah, he's playing great stuff. I mean, uh, this guy's impressive. So uh, yeah, a lot of good, you know, a lot of good stuff. You've got the yeah, seeds and player, Ka- and then suddenly Ka- you've
0: got is not that big, Oogie.
1: Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think he's 5'10 or 5'11. Yeah,
0: so what do you think about his game?
1: He's got a big serve for a guy that small. Uh, you know, he's he's confident. He's playing his game. Doesn't say much on the court, which I really like. You know, he's not like, he's confident. You feel it. You feel he's confident, but mm-hmm. he doesn't impose anything. Doesn't trash talk or anything. So he yeah, great great win so far in that tournament for him. And it's a breakthrough tournament for him because we haven't seen this guy, you know. We've seen yeah. other Frenchmen, but this one... We've never seen him so uh i'm happy just to, happy to see him you know he looks like a good guy and uh, we'll be seeing more of him this year for sure
0: yeah and her catch look he's making his way through we haven't talked much about him either so her her right. catch playing hey, well
1: of course great backhand big guy forehand sometimes breaks down so we'll see about that if he you know he's got this flat you know sort of almost continental grip and it's Eastern grip, but almost. It, it looks mm-hmm. kind of weird, like through the, through the forehands we see today in these days. And so he's kind of odd forehand a little bit. And then his backhand is really nice and smooth. He's got a big serve. Uh, super nice guy. He's like, you know, when he wins, he's like cool, cool, cool cookie about there. You know, Poland, super proud of him and, you know, Sviantek. So those two guys. Yeah, yeah so it's lot, lots of
0: good matches to watch. And tomorrow, even better. And look, next weekend, we've got. Finals of Australian Open and the championships, NFC, AFC games. It's a big sports weekend again. Uh, Oogie, I have to say, the 49ers last night, they, they got through. Um, I texted you about that interception by Greenlaw, how he dro- dove for the ball. And then yep. he was like running around and everybody was like, stay down. Yeah. And they were freaking out. And it was that a rainstorm. Play. Yeah everything we had that uh, look i had heavy rain today in southern cal they had the rain up there last night it came down here but i did get three lessons and i i cleaned off the court and we got it in but how about those the defense like saving some teams today and yesterday
1: for sure i mean defense in in the playoffs i mean defense wins championships that's that's been the motto in every team sports, I think. I mean, football, you see that all the time. Basketball, if you can stop the opponent scoring all the time, then you get to score as well. The NHL, same thing. So many teams has won, you know, just by playing great defense, the Boston Bruins, even then the Jersey Devils, uh, you know, they sort of play the trap a little bit. And so, you know, you block the center of the ice, you get that puck back, you get, you know, dump it in there. Yeah, go for and, it, so. and who's yeah.
0: the master right now on the ATP tour of defense to offense? <sighs>
1: Man, Djokovic, Alcaraz, these guys are unbelievable. Yeah, so, yeah. But
0: look at Djokovic. How many grand slams has he won?
1: So many. Twenty four. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. That's that's, that's how all
0: he... because of I mean, his offense, but his defense is just it's so hard to defeat. You have to go through the guy like Sinner did at the end of the year. Mhm. So, so rough. It's it is so rough. interesting how what you just said in all sports, especially right now, we're watching in football and then tennis you can kind of like correlate them that it's really important and when the the important thing though as a power player on the court obviously you don't have a team for both sides right so you gotta play both sides and that's Mm -hmm. what's hard to develop defense and offense and one thing that coco goff has is really good defense Mm -hmm. with she has offense she's become more powerful look at her legs she's built her legs up and Brad Gilbert is using her defense to get her game more developed but then he's adding in that extra element of power and look next couple years as she pulls it together and connects them it Mm -hmm. could be really entertaining I don't see it yet I saw it at the US Open with all defense the Mm -hmm. power part I feel like is coming and I think Brad Gilbert has the plan to add more power in, it it could be an interesting combo. She can get it together.
1: Uh, For sure. I mean, if we talk about Coco, I mean, her backhand is great. She moves superbly well. Her serve is okay, but she needs that big forehand. For now, if she wants to hit the forehand, it just goes into the court and it's spinny and the opponent is there. Um, If she can hit through the ball a little bit flatter, you know, she would... She would do damage because she moves well. Her backhand is great, and if she gets that big forehand, she can stay with the same, you know, same grip. Just she just has to hit flatter on it. Yeah, if exactly. she goes through, she just goes loopy like this under the ball. It's gonna be with topspin. It's not gonna go anywhere, and the opponent has time to get there. And because we saw it the match today, and she was hitting. Volley swinging volley in the air, but the opponent is there because it's not coming that fast. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, but if she can just crush those balls, because there if, there are women with that grip and even men with that grip, and they hit really hard flat. Yeah, Look
0: at look at yeah. I mean, he hits hard, he's even more high. Yeah, but he hits higher but bigger.
1: Yeah, but he's he's able with that grip, to super, rip it. yeah, he's able to go under it and just yeah. go through the ball, like, yeah, same level. And if she if coco would work on that i'm sure she would be able to do it so she could spin it and she could also flat it and that would be a huge asset for her and she would she would be able to come in because she has great volleys yeah. uh, so she would be able to come in easier points finish points at the net she could really step it in and she could win more majors because her forehand would be flatter uh in those situations so
0: yeah and look she knows look right now in the women's source, she knows that she outruns everybody and then has some power on a great day every day she plays smart she's mm-hmm. gonna win yeah but then there's always the x factor what happens and we've seen in this tournament seeds don't matter i mean obviously with Sabalenka and Goff, they have mattered because they've gone through this draw in two sets but look at mm-hmm. the rest of the draw Yep. It's like it's crazy. All these girls can play tennis. They all have teams. They all have fitness. Oh yeah. They all have the analytics. It's it's like they're traveling with a mini football team. If you say mini mini, I mean they're mm-hmm. going in the analytics. They're doing offense defense. They've got their trainers. They've got their physios. We've got medics on the court just in case. It's like oh, yeah. a whole whole mini team going on. And that's why you're seeing so many seeds fall off in Mm -hmm. Grand Slams or in tournaments. Different players win every week. And on the men's side, you're seeing the Sinner and Alcarez and Rublev and right now Fritz, but I wouldn't count them in that. But you're seeing they're they're kind of moving ahead with Djokovic. But there's some fun guys coming in. Ben Shelton. You got... Who who did we just talk about? Um, a demonor. I mean, he doesn't have the the power, but he has the speed. Mm-hmm. And then you got her catch. So it's hey,
1: Zverev. Zverev. Yeah, in Zverev the mix. on his okay. way
0: back. So it's it's becoming entertaining where you can watch these matches and they're really fun. But then but then you get Sinner who like wins in three sets against Hatchinoff, and you're going, hmm, he's mm-hmm. really gone ahead the last couple months. He's stepped it up.
1: You've always got those, a couple of those guys just stepping up a little bit more, like back then with Nadal, Federer, and then Djokovic. But you've always got somebody who's more hot than the other ones like through those big tournaments. So for now, Sinner is the one who's really, really hot right now. But of course, Djokovic is always there. But um, it's going to be very interesting to see this week how it it pays out. And we can't can't wait to talk about it next week.
0: Yeah, it's going to be fun. Okay, so now since we're going in the quarters, we're almost there we still got fourth rounds to finish but mm-hmm. out of the fourth and quarter finals i'm going to give you we're at sunday now going into the next week who are you picking to win on the men's side first
1: still gotta go are with you, uh, are you gonna
0: go with center
1: still gotta go with him my pick before the tournament and it's he's still my number one pick right now okay. um you know I had a little hesitation with djokovic because he's been so dominant especially manorino that press you know that that performance was out of this world I almost bageled him three bagels for him for you for breakfast. One, two, three, almost. But um, I think Sinner is really, really playing well. And he's beaten Djokovic at the end of the year. So he's got that momentum going, though it's tough to have a momentum like a month after. But um, so for me, Sinner, what about you for men's side? You got?
0: I mean, Angel? obviously, Djokovic is easy pick. I'm going to go with Medvedev.
1: Good one. Yeah, I mean,. The big octopus is still there, I'm huh?
0: Still, I'm still going to st- I'm going to go with Medvedev uh, and I picked Zverev in there too early on. Mm-hmm. I still don't quite want to give up on him, mm-hmm. but I did pick Alcaraz to win it. That's right. So,
1: you got these three picks. Hey.
0: Yeah, I'm going to still stick with my three. Let me uh, let me tell you in the quarterfinals. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's right. We is can that's that's fair enough
0: all right okay women's side who are you going to win it
1: mm, well sabalenka was my yeah she, sabalenka is still my pick for sure okay. i mean i, I thought riba Kino was going to be was going to be in the mix but man she, she lost that tough match or her best i yeah. think it's her best friend right i mean it's tough for her to Classic beat her best tiebreaker
0: friend, longest tiebreaker what, in australian open history
1: and i think in grand slam history right i mean that's mm-hmm. what it that's what they said uh yeah huge tie break um i think it's one of her best friends so it's always tough to beat your best friend right it's gonna be tough to just you know you to, to win just you know separate you, it it's easier if you hate the opponent you know obviously instead of really liking if you look at the other side of the net you're kind of like okay it's my best friend so yeah. um you know she was kind of smiling at the end hugging her and so i think they're, they're besties but uh uh tough tough loss for her but uh yeah, I can see right, so Sabalenka gonna just winning.
0: Sabalenka, Sabalenka okay. is going to win. Yep. All right. Well, I picked Sviantek, Rybakina, and then I had Sabalenka. So those you have two to go, are on to the win. Yeah,
1: you're going to go with Coco Gauff for sure.
0: I got. I guess I'll go with Gauff. You're picking Sabalenka. I'll go with Gauff. Or should I go even crazier and pick Yastremska?
1: Oh, that's a good pick. And
0: qualifier to win it, a Radakanu.
1: I've got. I've got. Uh, the uh, the great Italian Paolini that actually I was going to pick as Dark Horse before the tournament Ooh, starts. Okay. But, uh, well, I I was too happy and too hype about Osaka coming back. <laughs> okay. So I picked Naomi Osaka. But I also had Paolini because I remember the match last year against uh, Leila Fernandez towards the end of the year. And mm-hmm. they played a great match against each other and uh, Leila won that tournament, but uh, she played great, she hits hard, she's moving quick, she's smiling on the court. I like her attitude so much. Uh, so Paolini could go to the finals against maybe Sabalenka.
0: Okay, that's a big pick, Oogie, Paolini. Mm-hmm. I'm not impressed with their serve. I would pick Noskova or Yastrzemska over that, but hey, you could prove me wrong. So, hey, okay, Paolini against Sabalenka.
1: Sometimes on the WTA tour, the serve does not mean too much.
0: Yeah, you're right. So, anything could happen. Alright, so this is why it's fun to have picks. Okay, so um, we got to talk Lions playing 49ers next weekend. Wow. Jared Goff, he's been through some adversity, got fired from the Rams making his way in, making Detroit relevant.
1: Amazing and we got
0: your Chiefs versus your Ravens, Oogie.
1: Yeah, yeah, that that's going to be a big game. The Chiefs at the ba- at Baltimore.
0: Oof. Big game.
1: I mean, big I think game. Baltimore is going to win, but I'd like the Chiefs to, to go through because I like Pat Mahomes so much. He's such a great leader. We saw that again today. Um, I like All the right, Chiefs so much. Who's, but, yeah. Who's
0: your pick for the Super Bowl then?
1: Baltimore is going to go through. I mean, um, okay. my heart Chiefs, but the head, the mind. You know the. The intelligence Ravens. goes. Yeah, it says the Ravens okay. because Lamar sure. Jackson and his team is amazing. The receivers are so good. Um, so, Baltimore's going to be there. All right. And your Niners. Ooh, it's going to be the Niners and the Lions. The Niners have to go through there. Come on. They're going to be at home. Yeah. Uh, you know, they've that would got these be connections. Really
0: sad if they lost at home. Seriously, against <laughs> Detroit. Detroit.
1: Come on. You, Although Detroit, I like playing Jared great.
0: Goff. I like yeah. Jared Goff. And I like the adversity redemption story he's had going on. Mm-hmm. and He's gotten yeah. back in, but yeah. Okay. So 49ers Ravens
1: Mm-hmm. Hey, first seeds. They're going to go okay. through and they'll be in Vegas in a couple of weeks.
0: weeks. Well, I'm going to pick 49ers chiefs just to be opposite. Even <laughs> That's though, cool. I'm just not going to pick Detroit, but good old Detroit. My quote of the podcast is, are you ready for it? Ugie? I am ready. Okay. In honor of Detroit and Motown, mm-hmm. a very good friend of mine that used to be a good friend loves tennis and I'm going to give you this quote. Okay. Motown was about music for all people, white and black, blue and green, cops and the robbers. Who said that?
1: Um, hey, I have no idea.
0: I know. Well, you didn't grow up in America. So, and also this is like from the Motown days, right? Okay. So Barry Gordy, he was the creator of Motown. I mean, Diana, he found Diana Ross, Jackson in the five, like you could just go on and on. And he loves tennis. He has a tennis court at his house. I, his son plays Red Fu. He's a DJ, singer, and he plays tennis. Um, he came to my match one time in San Diego when San Diego had a tournament. And I played Anna Kornikova and Anna Kornikova just wanted to kill me. And she had Howard, uh, Harold Solomon as her coach. And Harold okay. Solomon, a great player, mm-hmm. was very smart, right? And yep. strategy. A la Ugi, right? Well, Harold Solomon gave her the perfect game plan, and I just got killed. Oh. And Anna played really well. I think she got to the finals that year or something. And Barry came up to me and, and this is like my second year on tour, mm-hmm. and before I met you. And mm-hmm. he said, Look, you just need a better game plan and a coach to help you build your assets and your skills and you'll be right there and he was so nice and then he invited to me up to la to bel-air to hit on his tennis court so wow that's the quote of our podcast with a little story on the side love it yeah thanks ugi it's all right amazing. well this has been a lot of fun we covered day nine and we covered some football and some fun stories and fashion we're going to be on next week next friday maybe semis and finals of the australian open And also talking about NSC and ASC championships just a little bit because it keeps it fun. Add in (laughs) a little mix there. Oogie, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you for joining me. This has been Serving Aces. I'm Alexander Stevenson, and we will see you next time.
1: See you next time.